Welcome in, Hopper Nation. Chuck here. This is a very special episode for you guys. It is Seth is our two year anniversary. How do you feel about that? Two years, over seven hundred days of, of Hop the Props being online. Um, I, I'm kind of speechless. I'm a loss for words. Normally, not normally I can talk for hours, but it's one of those things. I'm just sitting back and I'm enjoying. I've enjoyed the past two years potting with you so much, Chuck. It's been an absolute pleasure talking about games and going through the ups and downs of sports betting, you know, for the people. Yeah, I, w- I was reminiscing a bit today. We This is our 49th episode, I believe, um, oh, in total. Wow. Imagine if it was 50. For the second yeah, that would have worked out pretty nicely. Oh, man. We definitely skipped a couple weeks, though. You know, we could have we made it out and planned it through. That first episode we released in October of 2020... Uh, hour and 48 minutes runtime. We were rambling for quite a while. We've, we've gotten a lot more efficient in the past two years um, and just rattling I, I, off our best bets. I say our, our hit rate is also improved. Yeah, I would, I would think. Although we were just, by sheer volume, we were just throwing stuff out back in the day. So. That's true. We were putting in 30 picks. Right, so you're bound to hit a couple when you yeah, drop like 12. Our, our hit rate now, we'll have to calculate it for the next pod, but I mean... I, I know for my like three picks, I've been two and one or three and zero oh, a couple times. I mean, I'm probably above sixty percent. Yeah, you're doing a lot better than me this year for sure. But I'm I'm expecting a bounce back. I feel good. I mean, right. thinking back to our our first pod, like we didn't even start talking about this stuff until this point in the year in 2020. So yeah. I mean, look at we're all this data we have accumulated at this point. We're getting yeah. warmed up, and, and we do. Chuck was like, "Hey, he's like, do we have anything special for this podcast?" We were talking through our picks and. We do have something special, possibly the lock of the year so far. Ooh. And it's it's late into 2022 at this point, so lock of the year yeah. is lock of the it's year aggressive, is, but I hey, love it. I love it, though. It's a, it's a Chuck pick, um, so I'll, I'll start us off here, starting on Saturday. We'll kind of build up to the pick. Um, first pick I want to talk about, we went to the Big 12 here, kind of been an active conference that we've talked about all year, going back to a team that I wrote hard uh, it was either two or three weeks ago uh, in Kansas State. We got Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Kansas State is a one-and-a-half-point favorite, so pretty much a pick here. This is one of those games where I started looking at it. I was like, this looks interesting to me. Wasn't sure what side I was going to come out on when I started looking at it. Both teams, rushing defense, Kansas State is 68th, Oklahoma State is 69th. That's important because, as we know, Kansas State runs the ball very efficiently. However, they cannot pass the ball. The most passing yards Kansas State has thrown for a game is 246. And it was, in, it was in that Iowa State game that I had talked about where they only put up 10 points. They won 10-9, to 9, that under cash. Um, Kansas State losses, TCU and Tulane. Um, Tulane top 15 rush defense. TCU's 59th. Um, so Oklahoma State being 69th right behind them. Thing, the thing that stuck out to me in this game, it was the is pass defense and pass on. Kansas State is 71st in pass defense. Oklahoma State is the fifth worst against the pass. But they've also played TCU and Texas Tech, who are two of the top 25 teams in passing offense. Meanwhile, Kansas State is 118th in passing offense. So, initially, I think I wanted to pick Kansas State here, playing at home, good ground game. But when it comes to it, it's a Big 12 game. These games are usually high scoring. Kansas State's defense, I don't think, is quite good enough to slow down Spencer Sanders and the explosive Oklahoma State offense. 
Oklahoma State, I believe, I don't think I wrote it down, but they're 18th or 17th in passing offense. Like, they sling the ball. Um, so I just don't think that Kansas State is going to be good enough against the pass, and I don't think they have a good enough passing offense to expose Oklahoma State's bad defense. So I like Oklahoma State here getting one and a half points on the road to come out with a ranked dub. Yes, that's interesting. I've been high on Oklahoma State um, all year. I like Spencer Sanders. I like I like their offense. Their defense was has been surprisingly bad this year, though, and that's what concerns me in this game. Um, but like you said, do you do you anticipate Adrian Martinez to really exploit um, the Oklahoma State defense? No, not really. Um, so we'll see if if they can actually. Uh, if Kansas State can run the ball pretty well with Deuce Vaughn and Adrian Martinez. Adrian Martinez is a big factor in the run game. So if they can slow him down just a little bit, I think Oklahoma State it definitely can outscore uh, Kansas State because I like them offensively. But I, I do worry a little bit about Oklahoma State's defense and just being able to stop Kansas State at all. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely... The other thing that, that pointed out to me that I had to consider a little bit, and this is also why I think this line is, is so tight, is Kansas State is 16th in turnover margin. Spencer Sanders had a couple games last year where he threw three picks in a yep. game. If Kansas State gets three interceptions, I think they can win this game. Like if they if they cause Oklahoma State turnovers, they can win this game. But I personally think that Oklahoma State coming off of a, a, a close win at Texas last week, I think they roll it a little bit into this week, keep the turnovers low. And I just think they outscore a good Kansas State team. I'm not saying Kansas State's bad. I like Kansas State. I just think this is a bad matchup where you've got Oklahoma State's weakness is also Kansas State's weakness, so you won't be able to capitalize on that. Yeah, I, ex- I expect this to be to be a high-scoring game and it's just kind of a shootout potential. Both teams coming off uh, emotional games. Um, Oklahoma State beating Texas last week in overtime, and then Kansas State kind of blew a lead to TCU and lost that one. So I don't know if that means too much. Um, I don't know what, what team is going to be better motivated to win this game. I like Kansas State going back home. Um, but I think Adrian Martinez got a little banged up in that TCU game. So keep an eye on on that one for sure. Because if, if he's out, um, then I definitely expect Oklahoma State to, to take care of business here. Yeah. I'm excited for it, though. It'll be a good game. I'll definitely be tuning in. Um, Chuck, first pick for your three. Is it lock of the year time, or should I should I make people wait a little bit longer? I mean, the last pick in college college football. All right, yeah, we're gonna wait on a little bit longer. All right, I'm going I'm going to the ACC. Uh, It's usually my bread and butter, just because I follow Clemson so much that I tend to know a little bit about what's going on the ACC. Um, And I'm I'm gonna like hold my nose and just take a stinker of a game in Miami at UVA. Uh, Miami's one and a half point favorites. I think that's pretty low. Uh, so I'm going to take Miami minus one and a half at UVA, um, simply because like, this is my number one reason, no way Miami with all the talent they have and the hype that was surrounding them this season loses two in a row in the ACC to Duke and Virginia, two of the, you know, kind of worst team, worst lower end teams in the ACC. Duke's not bad this year, but, um, Miami had eight turnovers last week against Duke, which is just insane. Um, Tommy Van Dyke, Tommy Van Dyke, their quarterback, uh, got pretty banged up. He was, he was out of the game by like the late second quarter. Um, he's questionable for this one. So obviously keep an eye on that, but I, I think he's going to give it a go. Um, and if he, if he plays, I have no problem taking Miami against UVA. UVA is just straight up terrible this year. 
Um, they beat Georgia Tech last week 16-9. to They haven't scored more than like 20 points all season. Um, so I don't expect them against a pretty good Miami defense. If there's one thing Miami can do, it's it's defense. I know they gave up I know they gave up 48 to Duke, but I think that was largely because of the eight turnovers. Um, so I, I expect UVA not to be able to score many points in this one um, and Miami to take care of business. This goes I feel like this goes kind of similar. Miami played Virginia Tech a couple weeks ago and won 20 to 14. Um, I feel like this goes pretty similar to that and Miami wins and covers and just kind of a bounce back situation after that ugly game against Duke last week. Yeah, Miami, I, I'm kind of with you there. I mean, they lost to Middle Tennessee, our boys down at Murfreesboro. Yeah. We out this week. And, and, yeah, Duke. And it's like, how many games can they lose? Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things. Kind of, it's kind of like my Bengals pick, I think it was two weeks ago. I'm like, they're not going to lose. Like, they can't be this bad. The right. record can't be this bad. Um, so, yeah, purely based on the fact that I think they have to win this game. I like it. Yeah, but you're, definitely you're, a must-win game. Because Mario Cristobal, if, if he loses this game, loses two in a row to Duke and and Virginia, and get, I think Miami would be three and five at that point, um, with a whatever one and three record in the ACC. That's that's scary times um, for yeah, Miami. Was, you, that you team that was supposed to be the other team, it was supposed to be Miami Clemson ACC championship. So yeah, I just uh, feel like with their talent level, they they got to eventually bounce back. When will the U be back? That's the question. Possibly never. Yeah. Texas, Texas is kind of coming back. The U's not coming back. Yeah, not yet. Uh, but move, moving on to my my favorite play of the week, Chuck. It's it's the gift that keeps on giving, and there's a there's a couple of these in sports. One is the IUPUI college basketball unders, worst team in college basketball. <laughs> I I don't even really know what that school stands for. Um, let me. I'll look it up while we're you know talking later to. You know, tell everybody, but I mean, they're at, they're getting rid of the basketball program this year or so last year, so we'll we'll get into that once November hits. But the IUPUI unders gift that keeps on giving, and the Iowa Hawkeye football unders, the gift that keeps on giving, seems to never fail. And this year, I'm riding it again. Northwestern going to Iowa. Iowa's 11 point favorites over under 37 and a half. So first thing I want to point out is Northwestern averages 18.6 points per game. Not a lot. They put up seven against Wisconsin. They put up seven against Penn State. They put up 14 against Miami, Ohio. And they put up 24 against Southern Illinois. All games that they lost. They are one in five or one in six. They suck. Iowa is coming off the worst loss in Iowa history since 2015. Ohio State didn't even play well, and they put up 56. So this defense is coming back home after going up to Columbus and just getting railed for four quarters, coming back to um, Iowa City, home stadium. They're going to want to fuck Northwestern up. Like, as they know Northwestern sucks, their offense isn't good, Iowa's like, all right, we got to get a win, and we're going to beat them bad. This is going to be a very, very ugly game to watch, especially if, you, if you're like one of the ten people in the world that watches Northwestern football. You should probably not watch this game because this game is going to be brutal. Northwestern is 58th against the pass, and Northwestern is 112th against the run. However, Iowa is 115th in rushing offense. So, again, same thing with Oklahoma State and Kansas State. They both kind of cancel each other out because the running game just it's not going to work anyway. 
But Northwestern's decent enough against the pass where Iowa should only score 17, maybe, maybe. Like, Iowa averages 14 points a game. I, I literally don't even see this game getting over 20. <laughs> I, see, I, I see this game being 13-3. to three. Yeah. And the only reason why Northwestern gets three is because they, like, Iowa muffs a punt or something. Like, it's going to be like how Nevada couldn't even get over midfield. Yep. It's going to be bad. So, under 37 and a half, as close to a lock of the year as I've gotten this pod, we'll get to Chuck's in a little bit. But this, this, expect Iowa to play the best defensive game they have all year. Yeah, definitely a bounce back spot for Iowa. They looked really bad last week. Um, they, they put up 10 points, and that, that touchdown that they scored wasn't even a uh, defensive touchdown. Yeah, it was defensive touchdown, of course. Uh, so they. Scored three, managed three points on offense um, against Ohio State. I don't expect them to like suddenly figure out how to play offense because they haven't all year. Uh, so it's hard to imagine them scoring more than twenty points in this game. And to, to get over thirty-seven, that means Northwestern would have to score over seventeen, uh, which I definitely don't see happening as well because Northwestern doesn't have much offensively. And then between the Iowa. Like you said, the the motivation and a bounce back spot to kind of take care of business this week. Um, can't can't disagree. I'm not going to try to like say that you should take an Iowa over. Like how how do I disagree with that? You can't. It you makes just, zero. It's sense. impossible to disagree with. Also, There's... just a quick circle back here. IUPUI, Indiana University, Purdue University of Indianapolis, whatever the fuck that. <laughs> what? I think they could clean up that acronym a little bit. Oh, 100%. But, I mean, I mean, they're disbanding school anyway, so it's not going to exist in 365 days anyway. Wow. I mean, it makes sense with an acronym like that. But moving on, we'll get to, we'll get to college basketball later. Just excited. Um, Chuck, I think it's time. We go from IUPUI to the, to the lock of the year. Uh, so I will say I did not – come up with the name lock of the year Seth's, Seth's deciding the lock of the year because I I told him this before the pod I stumbled upon this one by accident Seth um just scrolling through the games you know on FanDuel they're not a sponsor but you know I'd, I'd be open to, to having that conversation we'd accept, it, we'd accept it uh scrolling through FanDuel just just perusing the market and I see this this line I you know I I, I noticed my fighting Illini on there they're going to Nebraska this week uh, hit, a, hit a nice bet on, on the Illini earlier this year against Minnesota. So, you know, they kind of piqued my interest. So I was looking at it. The over-under in this game is 50 and a half. Seth, that is absolutely insane. Absurd. I, I just don't, absurd. like, and maybe it's a trap. Maybe that's just a, a number that doesn't make sense. I sometimes get worried about that. But this number makes zero sense. Uh, the Fighting Illini, my Fighting Illini, I've adopted them now, um, are first in total defense, second in rush defense, second in pass defense arguably the best defense in all of college football. They go, they take that on the road off a bye week to Nebraska. They had two weeks to prepare for Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska's offense, you know, hit, hit or miss. They put up 37 last week against Purdue. I'm not writing home anything about Purdue's defense, uh, but the last time they played a pretty good defense was Rutgers, who was 29th against the pass and sixth against the, the run. Shout out Seth for those numbers. Um, and they put up, what, 14, 13 points. Uh, can't seem to score. I don't trust Nebraska with an interim head coach. Um, a offense that hasn't shown me much 
when they actually play a good defense. Nebraska would have to get to to 20 points to get for this number to hit, and then Illinois would have to score 30, which I can't even imagine Illinois scoring 30. They're, they're a team that likes to run the ball, run the clock, wear you out. They're really, they know they have a really good defense. They're going to lean on that. Uh, no way, no way this game goes over 50 and a half. Yeah, I mean, when you when you told me that number, I, I was shocked because I, I don't know if you mentioned this or not, but Illinois has not played a game this year where go. it's gone over 50. Yeah, I don't get However, it. However, Nebraska, as every game they've played except for one, has gone over has gone over 50. But that one game that didn't go over 50, Rutgers. That is the best defense they've played. Every other defense is not good. They've played Oklahoma, Purdue. I can't even remember the other one. They played two FCS teams. Northwestern. Like Northwestern. Like, these teams are not good. So, you told 50 and a half. Chuck, this this is the bet of the year. I don't get it. Yeah. yeah I absolutely love this. They put up 35 against Indiana. They put 37 up against Purdue. 14 against Oklahoma. You can argue Oklahoma is an okay defense, but they really don't. Georgia, they lost to Georgia Southern. They beat North Dakota, and then they beat Northwestern. But Nebraska sucks. And especially with Illinois playing as well as they are, they're definitely not going to let a Nebraska team put up 25 points on them. Yeah. Now, Nebraska's defense is trash. They're bottom 15 in pass and the run. But like you said, Illinois prides themselves on defense. They're not an air raid team, so they're going to run the ball a little bit. They're going to drain clock. 50 points? Not a chance. Not a chance, Chuck. I love, I love how passionate. Like, God, I mean, if this doesn't hit, like, I'll just say, like, oh, well. I mean, fuck me, but, like, because there's no way. It's just, I've never been more confident in a bet this year, um, especially this season of Hopped Props. This football season, never been more confident in a bet. Yeah, this this is your Kansas State one. Because my, my, my Iowa State, Kansas State, that, that was a lot for me. Yeah. This is your this is your lock. And I love it. I'm for it. It's hit. I can feel been feeling been feeling pretty good about unders so far this year. We've had some success on the show, so yeah, we've been keep that trend going. Heavy. But that's that's what that's the gift from Hop the Props to the listeners to your pod. Lock of the year. Illinois, Nebraska under fifty and a half. I, I I'd love to see how much that line moves too. Or if it stays right there, because I feel like it's got to come down to at least the high yeah. forty. Get it now while 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 we're talking. Yeah, I play, I'm, I'm probably going to place it tonight, to be honest. Yeah, like, get it's, excited. It's, it's got to move. It has to move. Big, like, big unit play. Oh, uh, this this is a max unit play for the boy here. We're throwing, <laughs> we're throwing a lot on it. Oh baby. Uh, so we got we got a lot riding on the Illini. Illini's our team this year. Like usually it's the it's the Bearcats of Cincinnati. It was Arkansas a little bit last year, but it's it's the Illini this year. Yeah, I kind of wanted to, I'm a little worried about the Bearcat bandwagons going on the road to UCF this week, and I really wanted to talk about it, but I, I don't know, man. I really don't. It would be a dangerous spot for the Bearcat bandwagon. I mean, what's, Spencer Ritter, or Desmond Ritter's not there anymore. Yeah, it's not the same. Sauce, Sauce Gardner's not there. We kind of wrote it with them. They, they were why we were made. That's true. Now we're on the Illini. Yeah, I, I, I got no beat with being on the Illini. A team that I really have never been on before. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready for the ride. Ranked what? Like 17th? I mean, watch out for the Illini. Who would have thought? And the other side, the Big Ten. I know. They could they could be sniffing Big Ten championship. I mean, they got to get by Nebraska. So you know they're going to be hyped for this game. Like, they, yeah, they can they, see, like. Something to play for. 
Nebraska has nothing to play for. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this isn't yeah. like a, oh, it's just Nebraska kind of game for them. I think they're, you know, they're pretty motivated because they, they yeah. see Big Ten Championship in their sights. That'd be nuts. If All they right. still I mean, I don't think they're going to beat Ohio State, but I mean, if they, they can maybe make still it. Still love to see it. Yeah, I'd still take them, plus whatever. Oh, definitely, definitely got to roll with them, no matter. What Especially if this catches. So, all right, all right, we're getting up, getting off college football, moving to the NFL for our last two picks, kind of bringing the energy down a little bit from uh, lock of the year. But uh, I'm going to go to a game in the NFL that uh, probably, again, not a lot of people are going to be watching. Not a lot going on in this game. Um, Carolina Panthers and Atlanta Falcons. Falcons favored by four and a half. Atlanta coming off a huge. 23-3 that was insane. win against the Bucks last week after they traded CMC and after Robbie Anderson got traded to. P.J. Walker beat Tom Brady. Last week, Taylor Heineke beat Aaron Rodgers and P.J. Walker beat Tom Brady. What a world. I, 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 I don't know what I'm... However, however, I like Atlanta. Atlanta, if they win this game, could have sole possession of the NFC South. And the Falcons, for the most part, are a very young team. They got Kyle Pitts. Um, forget the oh, what's the receiver from Drake London? Yeah, Drake London. Yeah. Mariota's been playing well. I still consider he's not young, but like I still kind of consider him young. Um, they've been playing well. They kind of got beat up a little bit against the Bengals. As the Bengals are finally rolling, they're figuring it out. Um, the problem with the Falcons. This is why you know they're not. This is why they're three and four is they have the worst pass defense in the NFL. However, do I really think that P.J. Walker is going to line him up for 350 yards in the first half like Joe Burrow did last week? Absolutely not. I'll take Mariota over P.J. Walker. I'll take the weapons of Atlanta over the weapons of Carolina because they just traded them all away. Carolina's defense is the only thing that is keeping them, going to keep them remotely in games, and they're 19th against the pass. I think Atlanta sees this opportunity. They're at home. Their role, they could possibly, they could, like they said, they're coming off a bad loss to the Bengals. Have a chance to be for first place in the NFC South. I feel like they're not going to blow this. I know Atlanta's known for blowing leads, but I don't see any 3 1 here. If the over under was 31, I'd be like, oh, maybe that'd be bad, but it's 41, so I don't see any bad juju here. Give me the Falcons minus four and a half, taking care of business. I don't think lightning strikes twice for the Panthers. Yeah, I really like this one, Seth. This is my favorite of your of your three this week. Um, I almost thought about putting in mine, but I, four and a half, I just don't love that number, but I definitely think Atlanta wins this game. Um, I, I'm on the under as well, I think, because like you mentioned, I don't know if Carolina's going to be able to score all that much. They, they don't tend to with P.J. Walker. Um, they got a pretty good defense, though, and Atlanta loves to run the ball. They're really effective uh, running the ball, whether it be with Mariota or their you know, they got a handful of, of backs they go to. I like Arthur Smith, their coach that's coming in. Um, he's done a really good job. Atlanta's 6-1 and one against the spread. They were 6-0 and oh until last week. That was their first first time yep. they didn't cover. So I expect the America's team, the Atlanta Falcons, to get back, back, on, back on their horse of just covering spreads uh, this week. Um, and like you said, I think this is just a perfect opportunity. Bounce back game for the Falcons, let down spot for the – for the Panthers who just pulled off some crazy ridiculous upset that nobody saw coming. Um, so I love this one. Got no issues. Yeah. With it. I'm probably going to, I'm also probably going to um, parlay, end up doing a money line parlay with just Atlanta um, and probably Philadelphia. Uh, we'll take it right, right back to, it should be right around um, minus one, minus one ten. Um, so those are my, that's, that's my, 
play that I'm recommending. But if we're if we're going straight bets, like for our top three, which we are, I'm I'm still going to lay the points of the Atlanta minus four and a half. Yeah, I think I think that's fine. It just worries me. It's kind of a low scoring game that maybe it maybe Atlanta just squeaks by by a field goal or something like that. But yeah. but no, I, I I love it. All right. Um. So to wrap us up for this week. I'm gonna throw a throw in a prop. We've gotta get hop the props. We gotta get a prop in. Gotta um, get a prop. Don't know what this number is. I don't don't love throwing props in when you don't know what the number Probably is. Probably gonna yet, be six and a half. Six and a half. Where what what could this be? Is this what, what? rushing you? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going receptions. We're taking taking my guy, Nuke DeAndre Hopkins over in receptions. Uh, Cardinals going to the play the Vikings this week. I think this is actually a very intriguing game. The Cardinals are a totally different team with DeAndre Hopkins. I, I really do think that it's true. They put up forty two last week. I know some of that was just Andy Dalton throwing a lot of interceptions, but back, back sixes. but yeah. they 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 did put up forty two. Still, the offense seemed to come to life a little bit. DeAndre Hopkins got fourteen targets last week, ten catches, hundred and three yards, no touchdowns. So I expect him to score this week. Kind of. You know, finally get a touchdown on the board for the season. For the season, um, Hollywood Brown's still out for the Cardinals. He's on the IR. So I mean, gosh, if you're if you're going back to back to last week and looking at Kyler Murray threw 29 passes, 14 of them were targeting DeAndre Hopkins. Like that's just insane. Um, I expect him to throw even more more passes in this game because I expect it to be close and maybe for them to be behind trying to keep up with with Kirk Cousins and the Vikings and and all their offensive firepower. Um, so I really love DeAndre Hopkins over in receptions. I just because the amount of volume that's just going to be going his way. Um, and I was just looking back at the at the Vikings schedule and the last game they came off they had a bye week last week, but before that they played the Dolphins, gave up twelve catches to Tyreek Hill, um, gave up like seven to Chris Olave when they played the Saints. Um, I think Darnell Mooney had a pretty nice game against them as well. Um, so seems like this Vikings defense is kind of right for the taking in terms of top receivers going off. Um, so whatever that DeAndre Hopkins number comes out at, I'm fine to take it, take the over on receptions for him. Yeah, I, Chuck, I placed this bet um, on Thursday, first game back. His over on reception was five and a half. Hammered Smashed it. it. Smashed it. Absolute mash. My only regret didn't put, didn't put more. Um, he had five in the first half. Um, so, again... Running game is a little beat up for Arizona. I expect them to throw the ball. James Conner is still questionable. Um, but, yeah, I, li- I like Hopkins to, again, have a good – and I like the receptions more than the yards in case because Kyler Murray throws a lot of, like, short little slants um, due to his height. <laughs> the throwing through, uh, throwing yeah, through windows. windows. Expect you to get him the ball early, quick. Um, yeah, I think this number should come out to be six and a half. It might be seven. I don't see him putting at seven and a half. I think that's too. Like they just won't do that. That's just too high. Um, and if they do, you're going to get plus money on it. It's going to be like plus one ten or plus one twenty. Um, but I, I like this unless unless they come out of the box and throw like a nine number. I still like it, even if it's eight. <laughs> I'm going I, double digits. He's going to have at least twelve or thirteen targets. At least twelve or thirteen targets. Yeah. And you would, and he had two drops last week too. He had two that hit him in the hands. I mean, granted, there was like some contact, but like, still, it's D Hop. He usually catches those. So I mean, he should have had twelve receptions last week. Um, so this is another another prop that I like. This is Chuck. This is a week of six very good bets. I think with the holy grail of the Fighting Illini right in the center. The Fighting Illini are going to take us to the to a positive week, no matter what. 
take a seventh round. Everything else could lose, but the amount of money that I'm throwing on yeah, that line exactly. under, I can hit everything else, and if that loses, then I'm going to lose money. Right. But, hey, got to spend money to make money, Chuck. And that's what we're doing here at Hop the Props. And as long, hey, all I can say is as long as my inventor, my a gambling account on FanDuel produces a higher return than the S&P 500, I'm winning. <laughs> Which is... <laughs> what's the S&P like down 20% year to date so well I'm saying I'm saying yearly average so I'm, okay. in my head it's about 8% yeah but we're we're above that we're rolling way above 8% right now it's it's so. all about the the units that you play it's not always the record I mean if, if we're saying and the Illini is a max unit play what they say about uh, investing too you'd be 500 on investing and be a billionaire just based on units right you just gotta hit the units right you're good so, Seth. but Chuck, I'm looking forward to another great week. Again, it's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure potting with you for the past two years. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. Yeah, we've had we've had some some winning weeks, we've had some losing weeks, um, but it's a it's a fun ride all the all the way through. Um, They've all been great weeks with you. Yeah. I just want you to know that. <laughs> Anybody who's who's listening to this, who has listened from the start, we appreciate you. Uh, we hope to make you some money this week with the lock of the year. Roll a line eye, baby. Roll a line eye, and we will see you next week. But not too Thanks. hard. Don't don't score like forty a line eye. That would be happy. Don't want that. Happy two years, everybody. We'll see you. We'll see you next week. Bye.